the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What I want you to understand, life is not about the positions you hold or the platforms you have or the possessions you attain or the applause you gain. Life is about the passion you possess and the tangible difference those passions make in your life. Welcome to The Barnabas Effect with Paul Purvis, Senior Pastor of Mission Hill Church, a multicultural, multi-generational, multiplying church focused on shining the light and love of Jesus like a city on a hill. You're invited to visit any of the three locations in Temple Terrace and Tampa. For information and locations, visit missionhill.org. That's missionhill.org. Now, with today's message, here's Pastor Paul Purvis. Jesus knew that in the case of this lawyer. What did the lawyer do next? (laughs) He just tried to lower the bar. He tried to limit the love that he had to show. As I said a moment ago, we're always looking for loopholes, aren't we? Why? Why? Why are we looking for loopholes? It's easy. We're all sinners. We all fall short. And at the nature of, at the heart of the nature of sin is this desire to put self first, to make it all about me. That, by the way, is why it should not surprise us that a movement that is known for celebrating lifestyles that God says are not his will nor his way, it shouldn't surprise us that that's known as the pride movement. Because pride is at the core of all of our sinful choices, of all that we do wrong. These commands get to the root of all sinfulness, our selfish longing to meet our own needs and our own desires above anything else. Because the height of sin is the pursuit of self at the exclusion of God and others. And so what do we do? When confronted with this, we make excuses. Now, don't raise your hand this time, but I want you to think about times you've done that. Maybe where you've read God's word, or you've been in a service like this, or or you've been in a teaching moment, maybe in a small group, and it's been clear to you, you've felt the conviction of God that there should be an action, there should be something that you need to do, and yet you've come up for it with a reason why you're not going to do it. I can't afford to right now, or I don't have the time to right now, or I don't think I have the ability to do that. I just want to point something out to you. When you set your mind on not doing something, any excuse will do. But when you set your mind on doing something, nothing will get in your way. And that's true in your daily life. You do the things you want to do. You spend your time, your efforts, your resources, your energy on those things you desire. So Jesus knew this too. And so he illustrates his story. Let me see if I can illustrate it in a modern day way that you'll understand. There's this U.S. Army vet. He served the country, but he's fallen on tough times. And he's traveling down from New York to Miami, but somehow he ends up sidelined in Tampa. You've seen him. He's under the bridge. 
He's at the intersection you passed. He's got that sign. Anything will help. You passed him by. But it wasn't just you, because this is Tampa. There's a lot of churches in Tampa. And and I just need you to know, one of the well-known large church pastors just passed right by. He saw him, but he didn't stop. But that's okay. There are a lot of those Christ followers in in Tampa. And and so it wasn't just that. There are other well-known Christians in Tampa. There are people who have written Christian books. There are Christian singers. There, There are some people that have written Christian Bible studies that when you gather together in church, we study their words. One of them drove by. But she didn't stop. And then on that busy highway, in that dangerous part of Tampa, in one moment, a Muslim immigrant was driving by. He saw that person, and he saw that he was a U.S. vet. He pulled over. He said, hey, buddy, come in. I want to help you. Man, the first thing he did is he drove him over to Mission Barbecue. And that place honors vets, and they got good food. So he loaded him up on some pulled pork and some collard greens and all kind of cornbread. I mean, it was a great moment. And then after he got his tummy full, he said, Target's right next door. So he went into Target. He said, hey, the bathroom's right here on the left. You go in there. You get cleaned up. I'm going to go get you some clothes. What size do you wear? He went and he paid for those clothes and he took them to the men's room and that guy changed and he came out looking like a different man. He said, what's next? The vet said, I don't know. He said, well, neither do I, but let's buy you some time. So they got back in the car and he drove them down to the Hampton Inn and he went to the Hampton Inn to the front desk and he gave the clerk there his credit card. And he says, I don't know how long this is going to be. Just put it on my card. Everything will be taken care of. Sounds kind of crazy, doesn't it? That's the story Jesus told. The unexpected stranger. Going out of their way. Out of their comfort zone. To make a difference in their little corner of the world. Could that be you? Is that you? What would it take? Hi, I'm Paul Purvis, the lead pastor of Mission Hill Church right here in Tampa Bay. Thanks for taking the time to listen to today's The Barnabas Effect. It's a ministry intended to encourage, equip, and empower you. You may not know this, but this ministry is made possible because of the generosity of listeners like you. We are able to be on the air because listeners like you are gracious and give to this ministry. Would you consider making a gift today? It would be our honor to send you a gift, a resource, as a result of your gift of any size. And you can make that gift by going to missionhill.org and clicking on the banner that says The Barnabas Effect. That will direct you to a simple way that you can give right there online. Thanks again for listening to The Barnabas Effect today. And now we continue with our message. Let's dissect the story a little bit. What happened? First of all, the Good Samaritan, he opened his eyes. Now, something's interesting. In this passage of Scripture, it literally says that the priest and the Levite saw the guy on the road. But sometimes you don't see what you see, do you? 
In fact, I, I've talked with folks who have been on the side of the road, are in difficult situations in life. Maybe even someone who's physically handicapped. And you know what they say? Man, the worst feeling is, is when people see us, but they don't see us. They look at us, but they look right through us. He opened his eyes. Three men looked, but two kept going. But he didn't stop there. He also opened his heart. He was willing to feel. The Bible says that he was moved with compassion for this individual. And it's the same word that's used of Jesus when it says he was moved to compassion. And it literally means a stirring in the gut, a guttural feeling that something's got to happen. It's when you feel moved to do something. Maybe it's in a service. Maybe it's on a drive. And you just feel that lump in your throat or just that beating in your heart or those chills that come over you and you just think, I've got to respond. He wasn't cold to the situation. He opened his eyes, he opened his heart, and then he, he opened his hands. He realized something needed to be done. And you know, if you see a need... That's expressing the reality that something needs to be done. And then finally, and, and this is the one we don't like to talk about. Here you go again, preacher. He opened his wallet. Yeah. He gave generously and sacrificially. Um, the translation, the NIV that I read from, it, it says two silver coins. Some of your translations say two denarii. Um, here's what we know. This was a few days wages. And it was somewhere between enough to cover three weeks rent at the lodge or three months at the lodge. He gave. You, you see, this is why Jesus was telling the story. Because it's convicting, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know, but I hear that and I think, man, I don't think I'm there yet. How does it make you feel uh, about the way you see others? How does that story make you feel about the way you're currently serving others? Let me give you one more chance to raise your hands. Um, raise your hands if you're like me and, and you wish you were a little further along in this area. Yeah. I've got some growing to do in this area. The good news is we can kind of see how to grow. So what's the point here? The issue isn't really who is my neighbor. The issue is who has my heart. The issue is who am I? And that's what we talk about every time we gather as the church. Who is controlling your heart? What is the God of your passions? Something is the God of your passions. We just believe that God should be the God, Jesus Christ. Remember, who we are determines how we see the world, and how we see the world determines what we do for God. So really, we need to work on who we are. So let me just close with some challenges to you. What can we do? How do we respond? How does this get practical? Number one, open your eyes and begin to see others with compassion. Open your eyes. 
Who is in need around you? What opportunities are there right where you are in your little corner of the world? You don't have to go to another country. You don't don't have to go to the other side of town. What is God wanting you to do right where you are? Are there homeless and hurting people? Are there those who are alone and suffering in isolation? Are there those who are in poverty and in need of a helping hand? Are some sick and suffering and needing healing? Are there people that are new to this area and confused? Are there those around you who are religious but lost even in their religion? This close to the university, are there educated who are still searching and seeking? Where are you prompted to minister? Where is the Holy Spirit of God telling you to step out of your comfort zone and and to make a difference? And, And what are you waiting for? See a need, meet it. Find a hurt and heal it. So ask God to help you see opportunities right there in your little corner of the world. Open your eyes and see with compassion and then open your heart and fill with compassion. Are you cold to the things around you? Do you feel what you need to feel? You know, a counselor will tell you in a marriage, it's not anger that's the most dangerous thing for that marriage. Sometimes it's healthy to be angry apathy is the most dangerous thing when you don't care anymore when you don't feel anything anymore when your heart doesn't break ask God to break your heart for the things that break his we need more of that in the body of Christ Friday night, I had an incredible evening. I, I stopped by our Celebrate Recovery service that meets here every Friday evening. My friend Jonathan leads that tremendous group of people. And I, I sat in the back and I just need you to know I cried like a baby from the beginning because every time somebody got up and they'd say, uh, my name's Paul and, and I'm a grace saved sinner. And everybody would go, hi, Paul. <laughs> and, and then they'd say, you know, and I'm, I'm a recovering addict from this or that. And everybody would go, you got it. Keep on. And then one of our friends, man, he was celebrating a year of sobriety. Jonathan had met him at a hospital in a season that could have been the end of his life. And he said, man, something's got to change. And he invited him to CR. And, and the man has, has begun a relationship with Christ. And he started coming to CR and he cooks. He's a chef. He cooks for Celebrate Recovery every Friday evening. And Friday was his one-year celebration. He was getting that one-year chip from, from being sober, from drugs and alcohol. And he had family that flew in from Pennsylvania and from San Diego and from Georgia. And the whole crowd was just there cheering him on and saying, way to go. I'm so proud of you. Man, why can't we have more of that in the church? Instead, we come and we sit if we don't like the song and we have sour faces and, and we've grown cold to the things that stir the heart of God. Our faith is not based on feeling, but our faith must not be void of feelings. Open your eyes and see with compassion. Open your heart and feel with compassion. Open your hands and 
and serve with compassion. This is where we understand I can't just stand there. I have to do something. Say, do something. (laughs) See, I knew you wouldn't like that part. Say that again. Say, do something. That's a little better. See, true love's always demonstrated, and we know that from the life of Jesus. Romans 5, 8 says, God demonstrated his love. How? He prayed for us. Eh, that's not what it says. God demonstrated his love in that he thought about us. No, sending my thoughts and prayers. <laughs> no, God demonstrated his love in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He did something. He acted on this feeling, this compassion. So what are you doing? What are you doing for the Lord? What are you doing for the others right there in front of you? So I don't know what to do. Let me give you a few ideas. Raise your hand if you ever have driven by somebody who's homeless. Okay, you're not out on the road if you're not raising your hands. Uh, Go buy one little box of Ziploc bags. And then a box of granola bars. Go to the dollar bin at CVS or Walgreens or Target or Walmart and get some of those little toothpaste or Publix and, 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 uh, and, and some deodorant or, or something like that, just some necessities. Get a track from the, the back of uh, one of our campuses and, and just give out a gospel track in that bag and just have a, a homeless gift bag that next time you see somebody, you can just roll down your window and say, hey, I hope this helps in Jesus' name. You know, we're, we're in one of the hospital centers of Florida, one of the most populous states in, in our country. And we got hospitals all around us. People come from around the world to get help at Moffitt Cancer Center. You want to do something? Just go one day and do prayer walks around the hospital. And you'll probably see some people and, and they may see you. What are you doing? Just say, man, I'm just praying in Jesus' name for healing for those that are here. You want something a little more organized? Do you know every Friday night at our Mission Hill Ministry Center, our our six-mile campus, you know we feed homeless and and those who just need a hot meal and they hear the gospel. Uh, This Friday night, three of them began a relationship with Christ. And unless something happened, four people were being baptized again this morning on that campus. You want to know what to do? When you leave today, we're going to give you these little cards. The front say, shining the light and the love of Jesus. The back just say, please enjoy this act of kindness. Next time you go to Chick-fil-A, ask if you can pay for the car behind you and, and just give them one of these and ask the person to give them one of these cards. This isn't hard. You don't need a program to do something for Jesus. You just need a pulse. And some of us, we're not living it out. How many lives shall I touch today? How many neighbors will pass my way? I can bless so many and help so much if I meet each one with a Christ-like touch. Open your eyes and see. Open your heart and feel. Open your hands and serve. Open your wallet and give with compassion. You're never more like Jesus than when you give generously. So I just ask you simply, we talk about that regularly here in our church. So let me just ask you, what is God calling you to sacrifice as a tangible demonstration of his love? If if there's no sacrifice in your life for him, 
I'm not talking about you can't afford cable because it's not in your budget. If, if there's no sacrifice financially in your life for him, man, then how are, how are you tangibly expressing what he means to you? What I want you to understand is that so much of what we hear and see in this world is a lie. Life is not about the positions you hold or the platforms you have or the possessions you attain or the applause you gain. Life is about the passion you possess and the tangible difference those passions make in your life. Loving God others, loving God passionately, loving others intentionally. So I'd ask you, are you like that good Samaritan? Willing to go out of your way and get out of your comfort zone in order to love others intentionally? Sometimes that's not easy. It certainly wasn't easy for Shelby. Watch her story. My dad was so goofy. He was just a a super funny, but super loving and caring guy. He loved his job as a police officer and uh, he he was full of energy all the time. I remember growing up and going to church every Sunday with my my mom and my dad. And at the age of seven, uh, my dad actually kind of walked me through salvation. On December 3rd, I was at Dallas Baptist University uh, and I went to class that morning and had some homework to do after and so I left and I got a text from a pastor of mine and he said, are you at home or are you at DBU? And my mom ended up texting me the same question. So I knew something was wrong. So I went to my car, called her right away. and I said, you know, what's going on? She said, your dad was in an accident today. I said, you know, okay, where is he? Uh, What's wrong? And uh, that's when she said the words, uh, he's not here anymore. At this time, uh, Richard and Shelly's oldest daughter, Shelby, is going to pay tribute. You know, what do you you say, you know, and what do you do? And And I knew this day would come at some point in my life. Um, however, I didn't think it would come so soon. And there's so much I want to say about my dad. It's funny looking back on my eulogy because it's just totally not me. It's totally Jesus. There has been anger, sadness, grief, and confusion. And part of me wishes I could despise the man who did this to my father. But I can't get any of any part of my heart to hate him. All that I can find is myself hoping and praying for this man to truly know Jesus. My prayer is that someday down the road, I'd get to spend some time with the man who shot my father. Not to scream at him, not to yell at him, not to scold him, simply to tell him about Jesus. After I left, um the graveside burial, I got out my phone and I had so many messages 
uh, just from people who had watched all across the country, but even like the world. And even people coming to me saying, I, I don't believe in Jesus at all. But just the words that you said have encouraged me to go to church again or um, to purchase a Bible. Maybe for the first time people truly felt or saw what it was like to know Jesus. Just seeing so many lives being turned to Jesus, there, there's no words for that. And unfortunately, um, I had to lose him uh, to see just the redemption and the way that Jesus has used this. I know that he um, would probably look back and say, you know, it was all worth it to know that people will be with Jesus forever because of it. You know, if I could tell my dad anything, it would probably just be that uh, it was worth it. It was worth it. You've been listening to The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis. The Barnabas Effect is here to provide listeners like you with biblical truth and spiritual encouragement. But it can't be done without your financial support. Go to missionhill.org and click on the Give tab. Your financial support helps us reach those seeking truth about God and themselves. Thank you for giving at missionhill.org. And join us weekdays at 9 a.m. for The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis on Faith Talk AM 570 and 910. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.